And this is Drew the World Podcast about living, loving, laughing, learning about others through the journey of others. Um, today we have a wonderful guest, um, a poetry um, laureate herself. Um, it's Ty. 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 Ty Living. Yeah, Ty Living. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's wonderful. Um, first and foremost, can you give a little introduction to yourself, like a little bit of background, how you got into your art? Sure. I'm Ty Living, y'all. What up, <laughs> So I have yeah, been called... A little closer to Mikey. A little closer Mikey. right there here. There we go, yeah. There we go. Let's just some bars. All right. There you go. <laughs> I have been called a firecracker. I'm definitely a firecracker on stage, off stage, everything. Um, I do poetry. I'm actually nominated for a Queen City Award this year, Poetry right, in Motion. I see you. Yes. Um, how I got into poetry. I love to write. I've always loved to write. Um, my name is Tyler, which uh, means teller of tales. So I was kind okay. of meant to be a writer. In what, in what language? Um, I had to ask my dad. Okay. My dad told me I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but he told me after I started writing. Mm -hmm. So it was like, <gasps> it's just meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. It's right. Um, yeah, I started writing poetry consistently a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And I would just, I didn't have a car at the time. So I walked a lot. So I would just walk and recite my poems, walk and recite them. And then I got to the point recently where I was like, okay, you know what? Let's go to an open mic. I told myself when I get a car, I'm going to go nice. and be out there. And that's what I did. What was your first open mic? My first open mic was um, Eclectic Soul Session. Oh, okay. Yes. From um, Sir Sir Abstract. Sir Abstract. Abstract. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with him and... Uh, Superman. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember going to the the joints over there at um, Reds, Reds Twenty Eight, yeah. and then there was the one over there in Noda. And then there was, I think they're now doing in one university. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I've never been. I've never been to those. The one okay. before named Superman. Um, I've just been to the Eclectic Soul Sessions. Okay. It's on Thursdays. At that time, it was at Apostrophe. Mm -hmm. Now it's at. Um, QC, QC social. social. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, it was last year, I did like maybe three of them. Mm -hmm. But you know, I would have to get on the bus to get there, get yeah, the baby yep. to sleep, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is it. Because people <laughs> just had such great responses to my poem. And that's always my thing, like purpose. I'm not just going to do it for my gratification. Mm -hmm. So I'm getting up there. I'm speaking these poems. It's, it's real life stuff. And people are coming up to me afterwards. And they yeah. really received it and it helped them. And that's that's my thing. That's, that's why your driver. Going. Yeah. So what is your kind of like your I guess your what what makes you write or what what is your um what's your uh like where do I pull my inspiration? Yeah, from? inspiration. That's <laughs> yeah. the word I want to look. What's your inspiration? Um, just what I'm going through. Okay. A lot of the stuff I would say, a lot of things I write sometimes I don't necessarily um understand, and it's because it came through me, not to me, if that makes mm. sense. Speak like, more on that, please. So I'm just, say I'm on the bus. Mm -hmm. A thought, I, I see something, the thought crosses my mind. And then I have to get my pen out and I'm just flowing. It's like I'm freestyling just on paper. Yeah. Really, it is really what it is. And when I say through me, not to me, a lot of stuff comes divinely to me, divinely mm -hmm. from the spirit realm. Because I don't understand it when I'm writing it. And that's yeah. how I know. Like, all right, uh, I don't quite understand. It's like, it's been a couple of times, a couple of my poems, I've written things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand it at the time because I hadn't even gone through whatever it was yet. It was like a prediction. Uh, it was really kind yeah. of manifested itself. <laughs> yes. In, in negative or positive? Both. Mm. Both. Yeah. Can you give me an example of when it kind of manifested in the positive? 
Yes. Um, okay, so I have this poem called uh what is the name of it? Video games are for kids. It's more like a rap. Hmm, okay. And um at the end it says today I, is I a- take that personally. Um it's it's more like a rap. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, like it's today is a good day slaying life. Look who's repping for my pay. So how that comes around is a while ago, I was doing a show called Lyrical Healing, co-hosting a show called Lyrical Healing. Mm-hmm. And mind y'all, I told y'all six months, I've yeah. done all this in a six month time frame, and I was getting paid for that. Nice. And that came right around a lot more quickly than I anticipated. Yes. So, and I'm looking to, you know, take myself and my career higher plateau. Exactly. So that's definitely positively. Um, I also write a lot about just stuff, getting my emotions out. Mm-hmm. My favorite ones are getting my emotions out. A letter to me is one. That's a great positive okay. example as, as well. Um, what, would you, what would you say is one of your favorite poems? That and I know it's like picking a poem is probably like picking like a child. Like, which <laughs> which is your favorite kid? But what is your favorite poem? Like that kind of allured the emotion that you kind of like felt it like instinctually. Like this is this is it. <laughs> it has to be a letter to me. Okay. It's the poem is about six minutes and change. Okay. I do the short version most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it in about 30 minutes. I was walking and I just stopped and wrote it. Really? Yeah. The whole thing. The whole thing. <laughs> What's it about? It's um a letter to me is my letter to me. It starts off about what I was going through, how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And I was just talking about this dark cloud that I felt like I had over my life for a while. It's finally lifting. Mm-hmm. And these are the things I'm going to do with it. And this is how I'm going to move. Yeah. And just speaking life into myself, really. I think that's why it's my favorite. Do you think that's like, do you think that your art kind of gives you like a sudden feel of like, I wouldn't say emptiness, but gives you a subtle like, ability to take that emotion put it on paper and then kind of let it go yes yeah so is it kind of like a it's like a gratifying feeling not just from being able to speak it into existence but to let that energy go yes that release yes yes and i needed that i Mm -hmm. needed that outlet um i was very angry for a long time Mm -hmm. um i used to dance i've gotten back into dancing recently but i used to dance when i was younger that's how i would handle my aggression and my anger because I'm kind of it's weird like I'm really sweet but I'm naturally kind of very aggressive I'm Mm -hmm. from Detroit so I'm naturally at the edge (laughs) (laughs) okay okay (laughs) okay all right shout out to my homeboy um I god damn can't remember his name anymore but he was one of my fraternity brothers and I used to hang around with him when I was in Ohio he used to always bring these uh like Michigan girls around she was like Something different about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's something different. Like mm-hmm. it's just something different. Like I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm from Brooklyn originally. Like we got some like gutter girls, but they're f- like they're like classy but ghetto at the same time. Mm-hmm. What you call it? Detroit girls are like you're just like it is what it is. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> just like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I just feel that energy. I yeah. love it. It's like we ghetto and pretty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the, that's the hood rats in Detroit. We ghetto and pretty. Everything else. You know, I know how to, fortunately, my mother is great and she taught me how to be a lady. There That's you go. one thing she taught me. <laughs> so I know how to, you know, like, I know how to act. I know mm-hmm. how to act most days. <laughs> so as far as poetry is concerned, um, you getting 
possibly get a QC award. I'm, I'm going to speak into existence. You are getting a QC award. What would you do once you get that award? What is your next step? Next step, next step. Or is it kind of uh, like just day by day? Right now, it's day by day. Mm-hmm. I have a plan. Okay. I definitely have a plan. My plan is not going into effect until January 2020. That's when okay. everything rolls out. But um, right now, it's kind of day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, I realized I went like these last six months, I went hard, right? Gotcha. Yeah. And I wasn't properly replenishing myself. So I mm. felt so depleted of energy. Mm. And I'm still now healing from that. Like I'm tired. Because <laughs> <laughs> you saw me at the ref yours. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's not even me on 10. That yeah. was like four. <laughs> really? Yeah. And for a while, every show I did, I was doing two and three, two and three a week. And I'm going 10 every time. <laughs> like, I don't even know what, I didn't even know what 10 was. I don't, I, <laughs> I'm scared. It's, <laughs> it's like, cause you know, I don't need a mic. So yeah, 10 yeah. is like me filling up a huge room, mm-hmm. no mic, walking around the room and commanding the attention. That's how I always know it's a challenge to me. Mm-hmm. Like, cause when I get on stage, y'all not going to talk through my performance, mm-hmm. but I'm going to perform so well mm-hmm. to the point where you have to stop talking. Yep. So well, I, that's how I gauge the room gotcha. and see how I'm doing. Yeah. When, again, <laughs> when did you kind of learn that you had this kind of like talent? Or like spoken word? Um, For spoken word, I would say when I started writing, when I was walking and reciting, okay. and I'm like, wow, this is good. Oh, so you're officially, yeah. so it wasn't even, so it wasn't even when you first performed. It was just like, you knew instinctually. It was like, this is the shit that. See, I've always wanted to be on stage though. Since gotcha. I was a little girl, I used to dress up every day. My mom bought me a Brett's karaoke machine. Oh my god! <laughs> every day, the Fighting Temptations. Remember okay, yeah. That album, I would sing it from top to bottom every single day. So I've always wanted to be on stage. Always wanted to be a performer. Mm-hmm. So it feels right to me. You had a chance to go back because you said you was a dancer as well. Mm -hmm. Would you say that? What is your best outlet? Would you say that poetry is your best outlet, or would you say that um, dancing is your best outlet? Or what is emotionally Mm -hmm. more gratifying? gratifying? Yeah. Uh, Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I can't put one on top of the other because they're two different types of releases. Mm -hmm. Um, When I'm dancing, when I'm dancing, a lot of times. I'm so deep in whatever I'm feeling that mm-hmm. I can't express it. Gotcha. I can only move it with my body. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm doing my poetry, it's like more of a, it's the processing. So it would start off with dancing. I would say that. Okay. And then it works itself to me being able to express exactly how I feel. Cause when I feel in the moment, a lot of times, and that's why I used to be so angry because I didn't understand how to process my emotions. Gotcha. So I will feel away. And then it's like, I don't know how I feel. Now mm-hmm. I feel funny. Now I'm angry. so as far as your also as far as your poetry is concerned so again back to qc awards um how did you actually get nominated is it just like people just because i see the people nominated (laughs) like like how did you actually get nominated like what is what for somebody that's trying to get on the level that you're at because you're in a whole new level to even be recognized by awards ceremony is like a whole new level how did you hustle that's those six months to really get into this space. Baby, you better network. <laughs> <laughs> you better network. You got to be in the right room, right time, mm-hmm. right people. Know how to read the room. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone, I did have, a, for a while, I did have a mentor. Shout out mm-hmm. to my mentor. Um, He should, he said shall not be named. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, no shade. I'm just very private with some things. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
and I didn't get his permission to speak on him okay. here today. Gotcha. So um that's powerful. Yeah, boundaries, man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> boundaries. But um I did have a mentor and I would kind of go out with him for a while. Cause I didn't I didn't just go out to go out. Mm-hmm. If I'm going out, it's for a purpose. Right. And um he does he is a rapper in Charlotte and I would go places with him and he would just tell me, like, you know, look in this room. Who do you think is what? Mm-hmm. You know, they show you on TV like these people, these executives are dressed like this. No, you talk to everybody in this room because mm-hmm. you don't know who's in this room. Oh, yeah. Yes. And and being around him, he now because I'm great at listen, I, I know how to sit down and be quiet and listen now. <laughs> so he'll be sitting somewhere with somebody in the room that's powerful, mm-hmm. having a conversation. And because I'm able to just sit and observe. They speak freely in front of me. Now I've left a good impression on this powerful person. Mm -hmm. Now it's like they just see my face. Then, oh, wow, she does poetry as well. Oh, she's good. Let me put her on my platform. She did well on the platform. Let me see what I can do. I um, did a show. It was Stop the Violence in the summertime. It was at Apostrophe. And it was thrown by Kevin mm. Glover, okay, who yeah, does yeah, the yep. Queen City Award. Mm-hmm. And I did amazing. Ah. People, <laughs> how did I get gotcha, out? I did gotcha, amazing. Gotcha. I did amazing. And I was holding my own in a room full of seasoned performers. Gotcha. Yeah. So, network, so, network. <laughs> it's, it's crazy that your story kind of like starts with, in the span of six months. <laughs> what is, what would you say if somebody, if somebody was like, uh, went to your performance for the first time, what would you say would be your the key distinguishing factor to to them? What would they say they t- the takeaway? They'd be like, Ty is this. That's why I kind of like gravitated to this performance. Ty is loving. Mm. And that's why I gravitate toward her. Um, people see that and they feel that from mm-hmm. me. Because I do, like when I get on stage, it's with intent, it's with purpose, it's with love. And I feel like I've always said that's my gift and my curse. Like a lot of people don't know how to be unconditionally loving mm. to everyone. Yes. And I have that ability. So I just freely give it. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're in that room with that with that person and um you're kind of like quiet and kind of like very like facile, um, what would you say, what would you what are you getting from that conversation exactly? Are you what are you pulling from that conversation? It depends on what they're speaking on. Mm-hmm. Um, people, for me, because I'm able to kind of, I call it, make myself invisible in the room mm-hmm. sometimes, they just speak freely. So, I mean, I've heard things in rooms down to, I didn't even know this company or this person was in charge of this, all of this. Or mm-hmm. if I want to get on this list, I have to talk to this person. Yep. Oh, this person does this, but they'll do it if you know, just different things like that. It's a lot of stuff you can pull from a networking event, just sitting there listening to a conversation. And at that point, like, I didn't really know how to hold my own in, in those types of settings and those types of conversation because mm-hmm. I felt like I didn't have much going on at the time. So it teaches you that as well. It's just important to listen. I was always told, just listen because you never know what you might need. Mm-hmm. Like, a hundred percent. Yeah. So we're going to go into the section called Shots Fired. Um, and it's basically, like I said, elevated um, icebreakers. It's going to be 25 questions or so. And it's going to be, first, going to start off with some simple, very like slow pitches, very easy, very to the point. Then a little bit later in the questioning is going to be 
a little bit more thought provoking. Okay. All right. So this is shots fired. Um, what's your favorite color? Ah, uh, it depends on the day. Right now it's pink. Okay. Favorite sport? Football. Favorite movie? Bad Boys Two. Favorite type of music? Ah, rap and R and B. I can't choose. Okay. Favorite album? Favorite album. Mm-hmm. Um. Why can't I think of the name of it? Lauren Hill. Miseducation. Yes. Okay. Miseducation. Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. I, I had a whole conversation about Lauren Hill, like a couple of uh, podcasts ago, about how she's like been very like not good at performing <laughs> the last couple of times, but I heard she's coming back. But that's one of my from beginning and one of my favorite albums as well. So, what's your who's your favorite artist? Now, I'm preface this by saying it doesn't have to be music. It can be poet. It can be somebody in the arts. It can be somebody that, just anybody that creates things that provoke emotion to you. Me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One place you want to visit. The Maldives. Okay. Um, Where's the Maldives? I'm not quite sure. Okay. I've seen pictures, though, of the beach. They have a beach. and the animals and the creatures on the beach like glow in the dark at night on some avatars type stuff. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't like that. I don't like that one bit. Um, I'm not going there. Thanks for that's the one place. You're not going. No, 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 no. no, no. Don't invite that's you. That's some there. alien shit. <laughs> place you want to go in the apocalypse. I think the moon dives. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I will go because it's near water and apocalypse. A bunker that I created. Okay. Who would you say is your celebrity crush? Ah, my celebrity crush. Mm. I love Shamar Moore. Okay. If you had a talk show, who would it be? Who would be your first guest? And they alive or dead? And what would you ask them? What would be the first question you ask them? Oprah. Okay. How? What is your daily management process for managing? over a billion dollars in your estate, like, because that's businesses, that's people, that's mm-hmm. marketing. How do you, what do you do on a daily basis that helps you to get through that process? Mm. Yeah, that would be super, super helpful. Her time management has to be on a thousand. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, who would play you in a movie? Who would play me in a movie? Mm-hmm. Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, my little sister. Okay. My little sister could definitely play me in a movie. If you had one superpower, what would it be? If I had one superpower, ooh, this is going to sound weird because I made it up. Nothing sounds weird here. (laughs) It would be some sort of way to invoke like the spirit realm and my ancestors and they just kind of pile on top of me and like whatever... I'm seeking in my mind, they can give me. So if it's super Uh, strength, if it's, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's not necessarily, it's a superpower, but it will have to be probably attached to something, like a necklace or something. So there's this superhero, and I think it's Marvel. Don't don't kill me. Um, um, But it's Tigress. So Tigress has this amulet. Every time she, (laughs) every time she has, 
she wants to have a certain animal power, she invokes that amulet to get that power. I've seen that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, like I think it's Maro. I think it's Maro. Okay. Um, so I need I your death row meal or the end of life meal. Some people don't want to think about death row. And it needs to be, I need a app, an entree, and a dessert. Oh, okay. I want chicken nachos as my appetizer. Mm-hmm. For my meal, mm, I need some homemade sweet potatoes. It don't have to be yams, but it just needs to be sweet potatoes. Okay. And I need... Mm, I need some crab in there somewhere. I need a salad, a crab salad with some sweet potatoes, right? Mm. And some tur- ooh, some turkey loaf with some sweet potatoes and a crab salad with some croutons and my dressing. That's that's it. So I think you're a very spiritual person. So I'm going to ask you this question. I just want to, there's a, new, there's a couple of new questions. New questions. New shit. New shit. Uh, <laughs> um... Who would be your imaginary friend right now? Michael Jackson. And what would be the first thing you would do with your imaginary friend? Can we go to Neverland? There you go. <laughs> um, you have one day to you have one day to live over again. What day would it be? To live over again. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good one. My first concert, it was one of the summer jams. And it was like when uh, Bow Wow and Omarion and all of them were high (laughs) and Pretty Ricky. Mm -hmm. And I was still living in Detroit. And my uncle had the hookup. And we went backstage and everything. I would do that. Okay. Um, First day at 16 again, what would you do? 16. Mm-hmm. It's this outfit I used to love. I would I would go in my closet. I had these. Listen, I was fly at 16. <laughs> dark jean, high-waisted pants, right? Okay. And the dark jean, open-toed stiletto shoes to match the pants. Well, you were 16? I was 16, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I dressed more grown when I was 16 than I did now. But it wasn't... It was like, I dress like my mom. It's like a business business casual, Casual. sexy, like jeans, blazers, and heels was my thing at 16. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. To high school, yes. (laughs) (laughs) What is, if you had to start a religion, what would it be? In fact, hold hold, hold your thought for that one. Okay, hold it. So this is End of Shots Fired. We're going to go into... The next section about about the podcast called Life, right? So you you spoke a little bit about the sparrow realm mm-hmm. and about gathering your ancestors. Mm-hmm. What is kind of like your religious background? I grew up in a Christian church, like a okay. traditional Baptist Christian church. Yeah, I was I used to lead the praise team, okay, the children's praise team, and everything. Um, and I really I respect organized religion mm. and I see why the powers that be in our society felt like it was needed because mm-hmm. it kind of is. Mm-hmm. But we're not in a system where we teach people how to lead. 
Mm. So people don't know how to be leaders and lead themselves. So we have to subscribe to one big thing yes. that doesn't necessarily work for everybody when there may be pieces of everything. That's really, really how I feel. Yes. There are pieces of so many things that hold the truth. Yes. Because it's a it's something real mm-hmm. and then it's stories. Yes. So let's, you know, be scientists and find the difference between the two because it's okay to do that. Yeah. And that's... Ugh. I can't I can't agree with you anymore. <laughs> so everybody on the podcast probably heard me say this a thousand times, but I always like I think it's it's another thing about growing up in metropolitan cities too. It it gives you the chance to see so many varied things because if you're going on a bus or you're talking to somebody, you have multiple types of people you're talking to. So I knew Jewish people, I knew Muslim people, I knew people that weren't Christian, I knew people that were atheists, I knew people that was Baptist. And then you can kind of see like that person ain't that bad. You know, why is my religion or the way I'm thinking better than that person? In fact, I, I kind of like the whole realm of people that I've talked to about religion. The main thing that comes out is to treat people like you want to be treated. Thanks. Point blank period. Just like on this earth, as long as you, you know, you live to treat others the way and just keep that same. And this is Tian Taylor said it, but keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep okay. that same energy within yourself. That other person is going to see that and they're going to gravitate to you or people are going to be repulsed by the energy. Mm-hmm. So it's been, so to agree with you, I can't agree with you anymore about that. Just like taking all that together. So to, to the question, if you had a chance to create your own religion, what would it be? Like, how would you create it? Like, what would be like the the subtext to it? What would be the overall arching? The It'd overall. be like, okay, so I'm giving you the scenario. So it's, it's today's Sunday, right? right? They come in, you just open up the church, right? It's the first day you put been putting flyers all on, you on, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's on Twitter, and you have 300 people come into the sermon. This is the first service that you've ever had. What do you kind of like speak to existence, to, the, to that new congregation? Okay, first, it wouldn't be on Sunday. Ooh, okay. It wouldn't be on Sunday. Change it up already. I don't know what day it would be on, but not Sunday. Okay. It would not be on Sunday. Um, Sundays, we're going to rest. Okay. Sundays, we're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, we wouldn't call it a religion. Mm-hmm. We call it a meeting, mm-hmm. a weekly meeting. Okay. We would sit in a circle. Okay. I want to do that like a big circle where it's not just one person yeah, at yeah. the top or ele- one person that's elevated mm-hmm. and everybody else is lower. Yep. Nah, we all sitting together. Mm-hmm. We going to talk real. I would talk about healing. We would talk about healing processes. We would talk about, we would of course talk about, you know, testimony, what we're going through is to keep that kind mm-hmm. of going. Um, but we would definitely incorporate a lot more writing. Yep. We would definitely incorporate um, outside help, uh, leaders in different things. So if we're talking about health and wellness as to do a diet, we're going to get a dietitian in here. If we're gotcha. talking about um, healing your inner child, we're going to get some therapists in here. Gotcha. Like, And it would be, it wouldn't be so much as somebody just standing up there preaching. It would be real time. This is class. This is school. We're learning. Yep. This week we're going to learn about financial stability and what that looks like so mm. it would really be more so of a catering to the whole being gotcha yeah to a whole person to mm-hmm. make like a whole not to use a term lightly but a holistic person exactly yeah so they would come out they come out that cer- ceremony with not just you know like a couple of words that they're going to put in the trash mm-hmm. they have somebody something that they could take on and possibly pass on to others or just live this life 
like a full human being. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I must add, accountability and integrity. Those mm. would be two big things. Because I will put you on front street. Because <laughs> we're not having none of that. Mm-hmm. That fake, two-faced, that you mm-hmm. living a double life. You ain't got to do that here. Be yourself. But you're going to be upfront about it. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. Because if you're not, I'm going to put you on front street. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of gave you that understanding or that like detachment from like organized... I, I just, I, you said... Before that, you don't have no problem mm-hmm. organized religion, but what kind of gave you that detachment from it? Um, is it kind of just seeing other things, or it was it was a direct reason, like how it's treated. Um, so I used to do for the teen church. Mm-hmm. I did the praise and worship. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I used to love fun fact. I love to sing. I used to okay. love to sing. I got okay. away from what I loved to at the time. And I told you I would wear jeans, a blazer, you know, heels, which was kind of grown, but I was more business casual all the time mm-hmm. at 16 and 17. Yep. Um, and this one particular lady who was over the children's church or the teen church, because it was all teenagers in there, oh, yeah. felt as if she tried to implement a dress code. I don't do good in cages or boxes. <laughs> so you telling me I can't wear heels unless I wear a dress or a skirt? That's stupid. That's not smart. Yeah. <laughs> That's not smart at all. <laughs> That's even worse than the heels. Because you feel like if I put on heels with these jeans, it extenuates my body and it distracts the young men in here. But why don't we teach them? For Number one, they're distracted, but they're paying attention because they're looking at me up here praising, right? And that's what we're here for. <laughs> because any other time, they wouldn't be doing anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, that's not my problem. That goes into that to- that toxic stuff that we teach. Why is it my problem that you look at me in a sexual manner? Because if I had on a potato sack, you would still look at me like that. Mm-hmm. So that has nothing to do with you. And the boys, way she, sixteen year old boys, you know, like you, like whatever. The way, and then it, it was the way, and then I think the biggest thing too, it was the way she allowed her daughter to dress and her family to dress. Mm-hmm. So she felt as if I should dress like that, and I'm like, nah, y'all be looking a mess. <laughs> like nah <laughs> so um when that happened it was kind of like mm-hmm. well I don't want to do it anymore and that made me not want to go I didn't gotcha. have to go um situation happened and I didn't have to be at church anymore because my dad was like an armor bear for a long time so, okay so we'd be at church a what an armor bear that's What's like that? ooh I almost said something, but I cannot disrespect my dad like that. What I was about to say. <laughs> it's like a you're right underneath the pastor. So you okay. you get to do the prayer. Gotcha. You get to pray in front of everybody. You get to uh clean up the church. You get to bring him his juice. You get to take him to the airport. Uh, okay. I get where you're coming from. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, That's gotcha. why I was like, I can't say yeah, what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, thinking. exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, uh, what would you, what would you say to somebody that wanted to kind of like um, start this whole like poetry thing? What is like one key key thing you would first day somebody's like comes to you as a mentor? Are you confident? Mm. If you're not, you ain't ready. Mm. And why? Because if you're not confident, nobody's gonna listen. And gotcha. if nobody listens, it's gonna break your confidence even more. Mm. So what do you think helped you with your confidence? Or you just had it naturally? I don't know. It was rehearsing. Okay. It was you, it was you. the rehearsing. Like mm-hmm. I said, when I would say I was walking, like some days I would have to walk. Like I've walked four and five miles. Like <laughs> I mean, in one day, one way and had to walk it back home, like type thing. 
So all that, and then like, I didn't have music on my phone and stuff like that. So in all that time, I was reciting. I was my own music box. So you have to kind of become like that because if you're confident in what you're saying, then you'll get up there and be confident Mm -hmm. because you're like, I rehearsed this, I can deliver. Yep. You know, but if you don't know what you're doing and you get up there and you try to wing it, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Do you see anybody in the, I guess, in the poetry game (laughs) that you look towards like as a you know as a other than your you know your former mentor do you see my that you look towards as like a this is the, this is goals um I don't have anybody I necessarily look at and say this is goals mm-hmm. because I have my own plan and my own goals gotcha. and I don't I, I do my best not to compare myself mm-hmm. but I do look at a lot of poets because some great poets in Charlotte okay. and I look at them for inspiration, yes, you know, for inspiration, and then more so now, I'm looking at how they market themselves, yes. how they manage themselves, yes. those things, those things. So that's an, to another question I was going to ask: How do you market yourself? What do you use to actually get yourself out there, other than just like hustling in different like locations and different venues? Um, Instagram, Instagram mm-hmm. is a big, big, big help. Um, networking. I can't say it enough. Networking, <laughs> networking, networking. Because it's it's been an instance where I've been somewhere in the right and just talking to different people. Because once you make a con a contact with some person, mm-hmm. uh, once you communicate with somebody at a venue before you go perform, right? Mm-hmm. That person is now more likely to record your performance. Correct. Then they're gonna put you on their page and then they're gonna tag you. Yep. And you're gonna do the same for them, especially other artists. Yep. When you're gonna do the same for them when they go up and perform. And then somebody sees that, and whoever sees that. They were looking at that person, but now they're looking at you. Exactly. Yeah. So you guys kind of, at the end of the day, you guys are kind of like sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, cool. I think my headphones are going out. Um, better. Uh, yeah, sorry. We're going to cut that in post. Uh, <laughs> but uh, okay, gotcha. Um, so it, about love, one thing you said um, in the beginning is like people would say that you the main thing that they get away from you is love. So as far as love is concerned, and this is what is your craziest breakup story? <laughs> <laughs> craziest? Um, <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> and you know I'm gonna say you like it's not that bad, but it's if just the, the emotions if, again, and stuff that go if, through. I, I say this all the time. If the charges are still pending, nah. <laughs> we, uh, see, I'm not that type. I don't. Okay. I don't. Mm-mm, I don't. I don't destroy property. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get beat up, and I don't want to pay for nothing. Mm, Those gotcha. are my things. Um, the craziest. Okay, so we're going to get real. Mm. The mentor that I didn't mention his name, Ooh. him and I were dating. I kind of like, yeah, I kind of felt that. <laughs> I kind of felt that energy. But, and I will okay. not give him that plus publicity to say his name on the air. I won't do it. <laughs> I was like, she want to tell about her mentor? That's no, weird. No. I was like, oh, got it. <laughs> but it was, it, we talked about that because that's that's what it was. It was our mutual thing. Like, mm. he wanted to take me under his wing. Mm. Um, 
Oh, he wanted to suck me dry energy, but that's a whole nother conversation. We back. Huh? Um, so the crazy. <laughs> Listen, you know, it's, it's people out here real, like energy vampires mm. and people that are like, they recognize your worth and they value your value. That's what with him. He recognized my worth and my value. He's 10 years older than me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but you're choosing to string me along and you're choosing not to do right because you think I'm going to just sit here and twiddle my thumbs because you're who you are. Mm. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretty much. I I will never get... You remind me so weird. much... You remind me so much of my cousin Jasmine. It's fucking scary. <laughs> it's scary. And I, every time I, I keep on going, I'm like... This is that I, I'm sorry, but this no, is just like fine. you remind me so much of her. I wish I could. If I, I don't think I could have you two in a room. <laughs> I literally, it's just go ahead. But sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, I would love to be here. Yeah. Oh my She's gosh, I think you, you guys would hit it off. But yeah, go ahead. Um, I people usually this was some, the first time somebody broke up with me. Mm. Like broke up with me, <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, he was. So, long story short, mm-hmm. come to find out, he was dealing with this other woman. Mm-hmm. But they weren't necessarily sleeping together. They were just sharing time on the phone and stuff like that. Okay. They had a past. And so, we were on the phone talking business stuff. And then it switched to emotional. Like, that day I was, oh, that day I wasn't breakdown. Like, I just had a lot of personal stuff on. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I had bills due today. Yeah. No money to pay them. And I was trying to get the money <laughs> and couldn't get it. And I'm just like... Frantic, crying and breaking down. So he called. We was talking business. And then I go, you know, do you still talk to such and such? Mm. Who is that? Who is she? How did, you figure, how did you figure this out? Oh, honey. <laughs> Listen, spirit be looking out for me. Let me tell you. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me tell you. Let me, let, me, let me tell you about a supernatural experience. I'm minding my business one mm-hmm. day. Cleaning up my room. Mm-hmm. And then I get a reaction on Facebook. I go check. And it's a picture of me and him. And um, is a picture. Yeah, the picture's deleted, so y'all can't go get it to catch the <laughs> um, <laughs> It's a picture of me and him for one of his shows. And I was like smiling and hugging him. And the some, some the comment was elusive to like, I was just, you know, like, haha, I'm so excited. Met my favorite rapper today, feel like a groupie. Some something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he commented or whatever. And then she laughed at the post. <laughs> Cause I didn't listen, she wasn't even on my radar. Mm-hmm. Sis one on my radar. Mm-hmm. So I can curse right here. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I was like, bitch was funny. <laughs> bitch was funny. Cause I would drive to Atlanta. <laughs> like that, see, that's what my mind went immediately. Cause I knew who she was. But I wasn't, she wasn't on my radar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's so funny how it works. Like the exact moment they reconnected, mm-hmm. I, I was I was there. I saw it. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I'll get to that later. But anywho, so. She laughing at the post. Then she's like just all on my page, liking shit, doing shit. I don't mm-hmm. like that. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. I just, <laughs> I've never, and I've never had that experience before. Because yep. when guys dealing with me, like they have a, see, that was his thing. He didn't know respect. He didn't respect women to the degree he thought he did. Mm-hmm. My exes before, they respect me. I never had to deal with, you be fucking 37 bitches. Mm-hmm. I ain't know. I ain't have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna. You better not come to her with that. Don't mm-hmm. come to her as a woman. You know. So, <laughs> th- but that's a degree of a respect yeah, a man yeah. has for you. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, they had respect. Oh yeah. You wouldn't find out to the funeral. You, uh, yeah. I'd be mad as hell. <laughs> but did he leave enough money for all of us? Is the question. <laughs> Shit, we sister wives. We both grieving. <laughs> Let's be friends. Damn it, nigga dead. <laughs> 
But how's your kids? <laughs> right. Yeah, your kids good. Oh, <laughs> I got I got grandkids over there too. <laughs> like, what else? But um, so yeah, she she was just kind of on my face. Just she was on my Inst- then I blocked her on Facebook. Mm. Then she was on my Instagram. Oh, and really? she didn't say anything. Okay. And I'm asking, I asked him about it, and he's don't start, Tyler. Don't start. I'm about to finish. <laughs> 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 and um yeah it was just basically that that situation happened and then um we stayed together for a little bit after that because mm-hmm. you know we worked it out stayed together whatever because <laughs> we both crazy that's what it is he was crazy and i mean he had been going through a very traumatic tumultuous time in his life mm. as well and then um it was cool. Like our relationship was cool for a long time because mm-hmm. we had this synergy and we were sent to help heal each other. Mm-hmm. Like I could be feeling on the floor and I call him. We'll talk, feel better. Same thing with him. Gotcha. But uh, yeah, when I asked him about her, he was like, um, listen, I've been through this before with women. Cause he would always, when he get upset, cause you're, you're what, 25. I've been through this before with women. You're asking about this woman. Da, da, da. So I think we should just keep it business. So yeah, I don't want to be with you anymore. We're not going to do this. Da, 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 da. But we going to talk business. So let's talk about what I need you to do business wise. <laughs> this motherfucker is nuts. <laughs> but no, for real ladies, that motherfucker, well, he is nuts. He is nuts. Um, I'm in a new relationship. I'm well, I'm in a different relationship mm-hmm. now and I'm super happy. Um, and I was, I said something to Bay the other day and I was like, see that nigga would have slapped the mm-hmm. shit out of me if I would have <laughs> said that. See, I'm glad I left before I got punched because mm-hmm. that one was crazy. Whew. But yeah, that's the craziest part of story. <laughs> Cause he, and I still like, and even in all that, he still wanted to do business with me yeah. afterwards. It's just like, you just want me near you to get mm-hmm. me on the hook or whatever. And I still don't have nothing but love for him. Yeah. So did you kind of like pure cut that off or did you yeah, kind of? I okay. just blocked him. Yeah, stop gotcha. talking to him. <laughs> like Charlotte's so small. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to see him soon. That's what I'm saying. And then I haven't seen him since the QCA nomination. Okay. So I know he's, you know, excited about that. Cause he did like, he helped yeah, me gain the confidence again, to get out there. You just put the tighter circle on who it may be. <laughs> <laughs> tighter circle. Um, oh, well. So. <laughs> If y'all figured out DM me, <laughs> shit, <laughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> um, who, what, okay, so talking about more about love, what would, what does love mean to you? You said a lot about, like, respect and things like that. What does love mean to you? Love is an action word. Mm. People don't get that. Mm-hmm. Love, love is an action word. Um, For me, love is the little things. I'm a little thing. So little things, like. I had a long day and you washed the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, for real, for real. It's just giving somebody what they need when they need it mm. with no agenda, yep. with nothing, mm-hmm. whether that be a hug, a conversation, words, anything, just giving somebody else what they need. And it's like, it doesn't always, I don't want to say a sacrifice to you, but it is because you're getting, but you're still get you're giving, but you're still getting something out of the situation. Yeah. Like I get it's the gratification I get yep. when I just truly love on somebody and it makes them feel better. I love mm-hmm. that. <laughs> it makes me happy. <laughs> How do you so in this world, in this age of social media, and you probably grew up in the social media age, mm-hmm. right? So it's like a lot of people have kind of like 
well, I say personally that is if it, if social media is like the downfall of all relationships. Mm-hmm. What is what is your like key to containing it, having a relationship and being on social media at the same time? Um, and not let, making it like, because some people, because this is why I say that. I say that Instagram, for example, shows the highlights, right? right. It shows when people, you know, get married. It shows mm-hmm. when people, you know, they're having their vacations, mm-hmm. you know, they're having their, the best of times, you know, but it doesn't really show the the worst of times. Right. And then some people take that and they look at it and they say, why aren't you doing this for me? Or why isn't this happening? Or why aren't you, you know, posing to me like this? Why didn't you have a flash mob? You know, stuff like that. <laughs> My ring ain't that big. Like things like that. I ain't in the Turks and Caicos. Like, how do you how do you kind of narrow those waters of like relationship with social media being like the standout it is? Um I'm I'm pretty private. Mm. Like I'm elusively open. Uh, I talked about that last night. Um, I'm I'm elusively open. Okay. Like I, it's a lot of things I don't mind sharing, but mm-hmm. it's certain things nope. I don't want to mm-hmm. share. Um, but I'll like say something. I'll tweet about something. I'll say something on Facebook. I don't have to tag you in it. I don't have to post a picture of us. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest thing though is if I'm gonna post somebody on my social media, mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep posting that person. I don't want to be known as, and I'm very intentional about that. People don't think about, ooh, oh, that's okay. The mic. People <laughs> don't think about that. They just think, oh, I'm happy. I want to post it. Mm-hmm. But for me and where I'm going in my longevity of my career, I don't want to be known as the woman that's dated this person and this person and this person mm-hmm. and this person. And we all date. Mm-hmm. We date. That's what we do. However, it doesn't need to be posted because gotcha. once you start posting men on your Facebook and Instagram, everybody automatically thinks you're sleeping with all yep. of them and stuff like that. So and then when you start, then when you start, they, the, the number of posts start going down. If you start deleting that person's posts, you're like, oh, something see, happened. Right. And that's not I don't want to give people mm-hmm. that gratification in that window. <laughs> no, because then when you delete them, here come the vultures. Hey, how you doing? I've been, I've, I miss you. I, I've been thinking about you. No, stop. <laughs> what's the what's the craziest DM? Because I always ask this for women because I feel like women are like. I feel like also another thing about social media, it gives you, it gives, it gives men access to women mm-hmm. all the time now. Right. Like if you was on the street, like, and somebody holler at you, it'd be like, okay, they holler at you, you walk past, you're like, these niggas or whatever, mm-hmm. and just keep it moving. But now it's like somebody can slide in your DMs. Like, what's the craziest like DM conversation you've had, or some somebody just like approached you like incorrectly, or correctly? I don't get it. That's the wild thing. I've never, men have never been super disrespectful okay. to me. Um, it's how I carry myself, but it's also how I respond. Mm-hmm. I'm very considerate of feelings. Like if I say, ah, hey, okay. shorty, how you, da, 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 you in the pink, you know, no, thank you. Have a good day. I like your shirt. <laughs> and it's that simple. It's, it's that simple. It's a power play. That's a power play. Yeah. And it's, you know, y'all get black men get beat on enough. Like people say mean shit to y'all all the time. Why? Why would I add to that? And you just it takes courage, like to come up to me because mm-hmm. I know, especially for a lot of men, it's like you're looking at me. You feel like she's so put together. She's this. Mm-hmm. She's that. It takes courage for mm-hmm. you to do that. So for me to say some mean shit, why mm-hmm. would I do that and deplete your confidence? Nah, you did that right. I'm just not interested. <laughs> and if he approached me wrong, mm-hmm. if it's a it's a good dude that approached me wrong, I school him. That's not how you talk to me, love. Try this. Hey, beautiful. How are you? I say something like that. And they be like, you know, you put me on game. <laughs> but um, 
the crazy shit, I've had niggas tell me they love me. Like, for real, for real. They be like, what's your, you know, what's your name? My name's Todd. Da, 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 talk to me for two or three minutes. I love you. DM-wise, <laughs> I've gotten DMs where niggas is just like, I love you. And I'm like, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. I know I put I love Todd a lot, but I don't think <laughs> the love you think I have is what it is. I just don't even. So how how long in a relationship? I guess this goes to how long in a relationship do you wait until you tell somebody you love you? Or is it like is <laughs> a specific like what's first of all, what's the longest time you waited? And then what no, first, what is like the key factor for you? And then what's the longest time you've waited? Longest time waited key factor. Key factor for me is when you say I'm in love with this person, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Okay. It has nothing to do with how you make me feel or mm. anything. I'm just in love with you, who you are as a being. Mm. Not your potential. Okay. And not what you used to be, but who you are right now. Mm. Um and for me, when I really love people, I just want to do shit for you. Yeah. Like I just I want even if it may be a little bit of a burden or inconvenience for me, I just really want to go out my way to show you how much I appreciate mm-hmm. you. Um, the longest I've waited, um, I ain't say I love you like that in a relationship to that many people. But um, it would be my son's dad. We started, that's who I'm currently in a relationship with. We started mm-hmm. when we were, I was 15. We were probably like 17. Mm-hmm. 17 when I said I love you. Mm-hmm. Oh, so wow. That's the longest, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. It's not too crazy. Um, So, last part and last and not least, laugh. What makes you laugh? You sound like you you take I take you as like a very like jovial person, a very like a like to laugh at things. What makes you laugh? What are some things that you say on a dark day that brightens your day? My son makes me laugh. He is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> like because yeah. he's me, he's hilarious. Um, it's a lot of things that make me laugh. I love children. Yeah. So definitely children make me laugh. So um, honest. So honest to the yeah. point. Yeah. Like, like, I got to poop. I'm like, okay. And it's funny. <laughs> like, they just do stuff. Like, my son does this thing <laughs> where he think nobody's like, he feel like he's invisible if he moves slow. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll be like, eat this, sit at the table and eat. And he'll sit down because he has his little table. Yep. And then he'll like side eye you mm-hmm. and see like if I'm cooking or something, see if I'm paying attention. And then he'll like bag away slowly. <laughs> like, bruh, I see you. <laughs> oh, um, he makes me laugh a lot. I make myself laugh mm-hmm. a whole lot. <laughs> a whole lot. I'm really goofy. I'm super clumsy. Yeah. And I don't have all my common sense. There you go. You know, so on a regular basis. <laughs> I get tickled by a lot of things. Um, I love nature. I love animals. Animals really make me laugh. Oh, really? Yeah. I watch birds and stuff like that. You ever seen the birds be fighting in the sky? No. You got to pay attention. When you hear them, dip, 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 yeah. look up. Because sometimes they'll be fighting. Like sometimes we have a lot of crows by our house. Okay. So like the little birds mm-hmm. will jump a crow. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> It'll be three or four of them. Dip, dip, and a crow would be cacaoing, and then none of the other crows ever come like, to help. They'd be like, nah, you got that. Right. <laughs> you handle your business. How you can get fight with those birds in your first place? Exactly. See, <laughs> so you was over there messing yeah. with them. Go on, quit playing. Yeah, it's funny. It, growing up in uh, New York, I always saw pigeons, right? And that's one thing I haven't seen in a lot of other states, pigeons. I don't know where the hell the pigeons. Another thing, in New York, there's not a lot of pigeons anymore anyway. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of scared about that, because I'm pretty sure they 
we're, we're eating them in chicken wings. But um, uh, and I always used to see like two pigeons always fighting like on the ground though. They never flew in the ground like over over you, but they would find the ground for like pieces of, like Chinese food chicken or like fried rice stuff like that. There used to be like a battle between the different birds. You know they have pigeons at the transit. That's the only place. Ah, Charlotte. That's yeah, the yeah. only place yeah, in Charlotte yeah, that they have pigeons. I don't even see them That's flying funny, around. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird, and I don't. It makes you me uncomfortable. A, you ever seen a baby pigeon? No. <laughs> <laughs> and it makes me uncomfortable. Where do these things come from? So I, so I have a like a standing like fact. This is like putting my tinfoil hat on, like as a conspiracy theorist. Is that people are creating uh, pigeons in the lab to to um, they're basically like the microbes of ur- like urban areas to like eat all the like the, the the trash and the like like the smaller animals to take away dirt from that area to so just create pigeons to put them in the area. That makes sense. But see, the thing about that is it makes sense. But a lot of the stuff is if y'all stop messing with the natural wildlife, mm-hmm. it's already an ecosystem there. Yeah. There's already a balance. And we're finding that we see that a lot in Charlotte now, mm-hmm. where these coyotes, freaking a coyote. Like, <laughs> I should look outside and see coyotes, but they don't have anywhere to go. Exactly. Because we're just um, building something new on every plot of land that you I'm could. Sick of it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's what makes me love Charlotte. It's yep. beautiful. Detroit won't have trees like this. <laughs> animals and mm-hmm. you know we had deer sometimes i've seen deer and we do have trees but not a lot of them not did, like this did your father ever tell you that detroit was like one of the most um it was the most max expensive cities was the most like most abundant cities in the world at one point i know yeah mm-hmm. it crazy. makes sense no it, it makes sense it's the balance the pendulum mm-hmm. had to swing the other way mm-hmm. and that wealth wasn't managed properly correct that's the thing and even people in the city who worked because both of my parents were extensions of working for the big three. Ah. You know, my dad worked at the actual um, factory, the plant, but my mom, she did healthcare. Mm-hmm. So it's like n- nobody in that city, nobody managed their wealth properly, even mm-hmm. down to the citizens. Because if we did manage our wealth properly, we would have been able to move forward. We thought these good times would keep lasting. Yep. And that's not that's not the reality we live in. Yeah. You know? I think back then it was just like they were kind of, Taking your druthers, it was like, listen, we having a good time as it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I remember when gas was a dollar. I vividly remember Shout that. Shout out to gas when the dollar. What? <laughs> I remember that. Like looking at the sign and it was a dollar. It's always good to see food. like old, broken down like um gas stations. They still have the old like fifty nine cents oh my or gosh. like what? <laughs> gas was fifty nine cents. <laughs> we would have been balling. Oh man, yeah, we would have been like, in Jamaica every week. Exactly. Like I'm. <laughs> Shit, I'm driving down. I'm <laughs> driving down. Like, where are you going? I'm just driving. I don't know. <laughs> going I to Canada tomorrow. Listen. I don't know. <laughs> going to California I, tomorrow. I don't know. I have friends that do that now, and I be looking at them like, I'm not just taking. I'll take a walk. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm walk. I'm walk real far. <laughs> I'm not driving. <laughs> <laughs> but this is a great conversation. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time out to actually jump on the podcast. And apparently, this is your first interview. I hope it's not your last. I, I well, I know it won't be your last. And I hope you got everything out of it that you wanted. How do you feel? Do you feel I good? feel amazing. It's good. I'm grateful. Like I feel really grateful. Girl, please. 100 <laughs> percent worth it. Um, you grind your hustle. I just felt your 
the energy just kind of exuded from you, even when you, we got the little like awards or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, I gotta get her on there. <laughs> and then shout out to Rep Yours first and foremost for being able to put like us together and connect us mm-hmm. in the same room because that was a great experience. Um, and I actually had Jordan on um, a couple podcasts before, and just her kind of like organization, her like platform that she's creating is super super dope. Just for like local artists um, to kind of come together. So this is the point where you give out your plugs, um, give out all the things you want people to kind of jump on to, you know, nominate, vote, whatever they need to do, um, all your social medias and things like that. Perfect. Okay, so the voting has ended for the Queen City Awards. Aw, boo. It's okay. <laughs> it's, it's really okay. I'm sure I'll be back next year. Mm-hmm. Um, By the time this comes out, you you probably already got the award, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you can add me on Facebook if you really want to be my friend. I'm funny on there, y'all. I'm tired of it. <laughs> That's what funny people say. <laughs> I just, but it's like, I'm suddenly funny. Like I'm funny when I'm not trying to be funny. And that's what makes it hilarious because mm-hmm. it's organic. And a lot of times I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, follow me on Instagram, a Thai living show. Um, boop, boop, boop. Stay tuned. I post flyers. Anytime I'm performing, I post the flyers in advance. My YouTube is coming very, very soon. Oh, nice. I'm going to have that channel up for you guys. I have a lot of things coming for 2020. Mm-hmm. And collabs. There you go. Collaborations. Yes. The people have been asking for collabs. So 2020, I'm giving y'all a lot. Okay. A lot of collabs. Um, that's why I'm kind of at a standstill right now. I have so many projects mm. slated to the end of the year 2020 then i'm just grinding it out but thank you so much for having me thank no you thank you thank you namaste <laughs> uh, this is drew versus the world podcast about living loving laughing again today you if you want to follow us on instagram is drew versus the world podcast um also if you want to send any listen letters any emails but drew.versus.world at gmail.com also merchandise coming out soon um 2020 is also a year for me. <laughs> so we'll be coming out with new YouTube pages and new things in progress, trying to get things flowing. Um, and if you really want to reach out to us, please hit us on my Instagram or Twitter to anything you want to, anybody you want to hear on the podcast, anything you want to, you know, see coming through in 2020, to get all this shit started. So thanks again. Love, peace, and chicken grease. Boom. Oh.